Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 27 of Process to Profitability. This week's episode is all about setting goals and planning your website before you design. We've all heard about goal setting in our business, and you've probably tried to do some of this yourself, whether successfully or not. But when it comes to website design, many of us don't consider setting goals for our site before we sit down and actually do the design work. As I have been learning more and more about strategic website design and I have been working with clients, I have learned that this is a really important first step to getting your website correct the first time. Because if your website isn't working to help you meet your business goals, then it's really not working for you. So I want to start today by talking about why it is so important to set goals in your business for your website. So you probably have those big overall goals like get more clients, make more money, maybe raise your prices, or build an email newsletter list. Maybe there are things that you want to be able to do down the road like offer courses or speak at conferences. We all have big goals and small goals that we are working towards in our businesses, whether or not we write them down on paper. So why is having a goal for your website important? If we already know what we're trying to do in our business, isn't that good enough? I've learned that it's not. Because even though we have these goals in our business, we don't know how to translate that onto a website because there's so much stuff going on. So when I work with my clients, I start by asking them, what is their goal for their website? The reason that I find that this is such an effective way to go about starting a design is because if I know exactly what it is that you are trying to do, what the number one thing you want your website to do is, then I can design in a way that helps you get there. And you can do the same. So if your website is designed to help you get newsletter signups, to build your email list, then that's going to look really different than if your goal is to sell more of a certain product. You're going to be promoting things differently, creating different calls to action, highlighting different things on your page. You might even be speaking to a different client. So knowing what your goal for your website is up front is going to help you create better content, find better images, get a better layout and more strategic design because you are working towards that one goal. You're no longer throwing everything at the wall and hoping that something resonates with the people that are coming to your site. Instead, you are choosing what it is that you want people to do and you are laying out a path to help them get there. If you're not sure how to go about setting a goal for your website, or you don't even really understand what that looks like, that's okay. Because just like any other part of business, it's something that you have to learn. So I have a couple of questions that you can consider when you are setting a goal for your site. 
the number one question I ask people for this section of my questionnaire is if your website could do just one thing, what would it be? Do you want your website to share content, to grow a community, maybe to sell your service? Maybe your goal is to grow your list. And this is the goal for many of us because it allows us to do all of those other things. So you have to get down to the core purpose of your website. If you are trying to sell a service that is that costs thousands of dollars, you're probably not going to do that the first time somebody lands on your site. And so you need to figure out what steps they would take to actually hire you. Do they need to read blog posts, follow you on social media, maybe engage in a Facebook group? Maybe they want to read email newsletters from you and then sign up for a clarity call and then they could consider booking you. This is where it's really important to know who those dream customers are and figure out the steps that they take to get to that action that you want them to have. If you trace it backwards, you can figure out the first step that they need to take on your website to get them on the path to hiring you purchasing your products or whatever else it is that you want to do in order to really serve them. So here are some clarifying questions. If you are evaluating your own website right now, or if you're getting ready to redesign, make sure that you are looking at these before you get into the design, because these are going to help you really figure out how your goal fits with what you're putting out there. So does your website focus on your core purpose? Is the main goal of your website what you are actually promoting? Is it the thing that you are having people work towards as they land on your site? Is it the thing that they see that really draws them in? Next is, are you addressing your dream client? And this is more than just telling them, hey, if you are a new bride who just got engaged, I want to talk to you. Because when someone lands on a website, they are coming in with a lot of background that you need to narrow in on. For example, if you are trying to reach people who are older, they're not on the internet all the time, you need to see how tech savvy they are. If they don't understand how to post to Instagram or do other things, and maybe that's what you're trying to teach them, you need to start off in a way that actually speaks to them and makes it easy for them to navigate your website. We don't want to overcomplicate things just because it looks cool or is the trendy thing right now. By keeping things simple, you can reach the people that you are trying to speak to with a website that actually works for them and focuses more on what you're trying to share and how you're trying to help them than getting all the bells and whistles out there. And then, is it all consistent? Is everything on your website working towards that one goal? If you have a different call to action on every page of your website and you are constantly promoting different things, people aren't going to understand what your purpose is, how you're trying to help them. And so you want to simplify things so that they know who you are and what your expertise is in and how you can help them with a specific thing. 
Now, you probably have a ton of different skills and knowledge that you want to share with people. But if you focus on one thing, especially up front on your website, you're going to draw in people because they're going to know you for that thing. You're going to be seen as the expert that you are. And that's important in building credibility and establishing their trust. Because once they've already hired you or purchased a product and they see how awesome it is, they're more likely to come back even if things are you know, a little bit different or you're trying something new. You want to get them in on that core purpose, on that ground level thing, so that you can really help them and serve them well. Your website is for your dream clients. It's not for you. And as a designer, this is a line that I walk and I try to really incorporate both perspectives into website design because I believe that your design should be a reflection of who you are but it should be designed in a way that speaks to your dream clients. So the work that you're putting out there, and maybe the colors that you choose or the language that you're using, those should be reflective of you and your life and the things that you actually want to put out into the world. But they also have to speak to the clients that you're trying to bring in. If you want to work with both men and women, having a website that's all gold and pink and bright colors might not be where you should be hanging out. That doesn't mean that you can't incorporate some of that, especially if it's something you're really drawn to, but you have to make sure that you are thinking about who it is that you're trying to reach on your website. If you're ready to improve your website today, get my free five website updates to get legit guide by going to lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. I want to talk about a couple of the different types of goals and what exactly that might mean for your website. And then we're going to cover how that helps you in the planning process. So one of the big goals that I've seen a lot right now and I think is a great place to start in your business is with growing an email list. A lot of people will tell you that the money is in the list, that if you want to grow a business and really speak to clients, you need to get them on your email list because that's the piece of your business you own. That's going to stick around even as social media disappears or something happens to your website. You want to be engaging with people there because it can be more personal and you can share more information once you know that they're actually invested in your business. So if your goal is to grow your email list, that's going to look a certain way on your website. You're probably going to have an opt-in that you've created to get people to sign up. It's going to be something that will really help them with the problem that you solve. And you're going to want to put that prominently on your site. You might put it under your banner image on your homepage. You'll probably have a link to it in your footer. 
You might even have a dedicated landing page for that opt-in so that people coming from social media or guest posts can figure out exactly what it is that you are an expert in, what you're talking about, and how you can help them right now. Maybe your goal isn't to grow your email list right now. Maybe all you're trying to do is get education out there. And so you're creating a lot of content and you want to share that with the world. That means that all of the pages of your website should be pointing to that content. Your homepage should highlight your best blog posts or podcast episodes. You want to make sure it's really easy to find all of that. Maybe you have an archive page that makes it simple for people to search past posts, especially if you have a lot of content in your back pocket. Maybe then with that content, you're trying to get them to go more in depth and purchase an ebook or something from you. And if that's the case, you want to make sure that there are calls to actions where they're relevant to say, if you want more of this, if you want to go more in depth, you can find out how here. For some of us, our website's goal is to get people to book a consult call. And this is especially true for people who sell large packages or expensive services. So as a website designer, no one is going to email me and tell me, I landed on your website, I saw your homepage, and I am ready to hire you no matter the cost. They want to get to know me. They want to see how I can help them and make sure that we're a good fit. And I want to do the same. So I have a way for people to sign up for a free 20-minute call with me. Mine is tied in with my opt-in because really I'm trying to get people on my newsletter list so that I can teach them that way. But you can also do this right on your website. You can tell them, book a consult call with me right now. Don't forget. Don't put it to the side. Don't put it off. Sign up. Get on that call, and then you can start educating them about how you can help them and serve them with some really good tips that they can put into practice right away. So why is knowing your goal so important? Why does it affect the planning of your website? Well, the first reason is that when you know the goal of your website and you can communicate that to your designer or your team or the people who are helping you, or even the people who are reviewing your site when you post it in a Facebook group asking for feedback, they will know what to look for and make sure that they're actually seeing the pieces that make sense. When you start planning your website, you're going to want to create a sitemap. And that sounds like a scary term, but it's really not. It's just a map of the pages that you need on your website. So you can start by writing out all the pages you think you need, including the ones that are obvious, like a home page, an about page, a list of your services or products. But also check out other people's websites and see the extra pages they have, like terms and conditions, landing pages for checkout, a thank you page after they've opted in. All of those pages are needed on your website. And if you know your goals, you can really check and make sure that you have everything that helps you get there. So if your email list is your big goal, and we'll go back to this one a lot in my examples, 
you are going to want the home page, about page, services page, all of that that's in that main menu. Of course you want that. But then you also want a landing page that talks about your opt-in so that people can sign up. And once they sign up for that opt-in, you're going to want a thank you page that tells them what comes next and maybe encourages them to follow you on social media or sells them some small product afterwards as an upsell. I have seen that work really well because people are really excited when they've signed up for your opt-in. They want it now. They want to get started. And so if you have something that you can, you know, offer them assistance with, go ahead and do that on a thank you page. You're also going to want to make sure that your content pages are tailored towards that goal, that you have a button for signing up for your email list in your sidebar, that you include your opt-in at the end of your blog posts. And so all of those things are going to help you map out which pages you need on your website, and then they're going to help you figure out what it is that you need to include. The next thing it's going to help you do is Plan your functionality. Your website needs to function smoothly. And while I always recommend looking towards the future when you're designing a website, if you are starting out and DIYing it, you might need to start with something basic. But if you know that you are trying to sell products on your website, you need a platform that offers e-commerce. It doesn't make sense to design an entire website on something and then figure out that you can't actually sell your products there. That's not going to help anybody purchase from you. Maybe you want to write a blog, but the template that you've chosen doesn't actually include one. That's not going to help you reach your goal of sharing content and getting people on your email list. So you want your functionality to support your core purpose. You also want it to help you present your content in a way that is consistent with your brand and with your expertise. And you want to make sure that it is something that you can manage on your own or that you can find someone to manage for you, depending on where you are in your business and what you want to handle. So if you are all about being hands-on and making the updates yourself, you want a platform that's easy for you to learn and figure out how to do that. If you are all about handing it off to a team member or a designer to make those updates, you could probably choose a different platform, but you want to make sure that there's somebody out there that you can work with who will help you keep everything up to date and maintained. And of course, Less is better. There are a lot of websites out there right now that have everything possible listed on them. They have tons of different types of images, different styles or galleries. They offer every service in the book. And while it might seem like that could be more profitable because you are showing that you're flexible and can do a lot of things, it's actually really confusing. If you've ever gone to someone's website and they say that they can do design and photography and branding and they can be a VA and help you with your taxes, you're not really sure if they are great at any of it. They might be really good at all of it, but if you're not focusing on one thing, people aren't going to trust you as much because they're not going to see you as an expert. 
They're going to see you as somebody who is just trying to make a buck and throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks. And again, there's a balance here because you do want to show off what you're good at. You want images that are going to show a wider range of things that you can do. But make sure on your website that you stick with what it is that you are best at so that people come to know you for that thing. Now I want to talk about some best practices for setting goals and planning your website. So a couple of these I have probably already mentioned, but I'm going to harp on. And others are things that we haven't talked about, but that I'm going to go into some depth here so that you can really figure out what it means for your own site. Number one, share at least two forms of contact. I recommend that you have a contact form on your website so that people have some guidance when getting in touch with you. But I also really, really strongly recommend that you have your email address listed because some people aren't going to want to fill out that contact form. Some people feel like it's not relevant to them. And so by having your email address, you're just allowing more opportunities for people to get in touch. And yes, by having your email there, you might get a couple more spam messages, but you can just delete those. What you don't want to do is miss out on opportunities that are perfect for your business and really fit with your goals and your audience because you didn't have a way for someone to get in touch with you. Number two is use your domain email address. Instead of having a Gmail address, you want something that's actually relevant to your business. It looks more professional and it builds that no like trust factor because people get that you are legit in this business. Number three, end every page with a call to action. I have talked about this before many times and it's highlighted in my opt-ins, my get legit guide, but I want to highlight it here too because it really goes back to setting goals for your website. You want to make sure that every page of your website has one action that the person should take next. Sometimes that action is going to be going to another page and checking out more information. Other times it might be getting in contact with you to learn more about a service. It might be opting in for a freebie download. But you never want any page on your website to be a dead end where somebody says, okay, well, that was really great information, but I don't know where to go next, so I'm just going to leave. And while it might seem obvious to you, you're sitting there screaming, no, just go up to the main menu and go to the blog. People aren't really going to think that hard. One of my favorite books about website design is called Don't Make Me Think. And it opened my eyes to a fact that I think I have ignored because I spend a ton of time online and I'm really interested in website design. But when people come to your website, they want to get down to exactly what they are trying to find and then they want to leave. They have a goal in mind too. And so if you are not helping them along the journey, if you are not making it as easy as possible for them to get the information they need and then hire you or take the next step, they are going to go somewhere else to find that information. So if you add just a simple call to action button on the bottom of each of your pages, 
you can make this path a lot more clear and you're much more likely to have people continue on through your website and get to know you more. Number four, your about page is not about you. Writing an about page is one of the hardest parts of a website for all of my clients and myself. You feel like you are having to write this whole website content strategy about you and who you are and what you do. You're trying to figure out what you should share and what you should keep back. But here's the thing. Your about page isn't actually about you. It's about how you can help your dream clients. It's about your clients or the people that you want to work with. And yes, you're talking about yourself, but you're talking to them about how you can help them based on your experience and your skills and your expertise. I have got an amazing interview with Marie Karras of Marie Karras Creative coming out next week, all about writing an about page that connects with your dream clients. So you, if you are struggling with your about page, you want to check out that episode. She goes through it step-by-step step and actually uses my about page as an example. So I think it will really help you figure out what you want to share and how you can balance, you know, talking about yourself and giving people insight into who you are and addressing your dream clients so that they know how you can support them. Number five, have one idea, message, or and action per page. It is so tempting for us to try to put everything on a page, hoping that it will resonate with people. This is especially a true on a homepage. You want to put all of your stuff out there but that's actually detrimental to your business because if people come to your homepage and they see that you do everything and that you offer 700 ways to get in contact with you and 500 different content creation options, they're not going to know what to do. So you want to have one idea per page, one thing that you are trying to communicate on that page of your website. On your about page, you are trying to communicate what you do, who you help, and what they get out of it. On your blog page, you are trying to share your expertise. On your services page, you are trying to say, this is how I can help you, and this, and how you can take the next step to hire me. By really figuring out what the goal of each page of your website is, it's going to help you refine your content and just tighten everything up so that you can get rid of anything that's excess. My next best practice is to automate. You want to make things as simple for yourself as possible. And so figuring out a way to automate your contact form and your replies and your contracts and invoices is super helpful. So you can actually find a lot of this in my toolbox that I share on my website where I share which tools I use for automation throughout my business. And my last best practice goes back to setting those goals and planning your website and that is to define your success metrics. 
And this is the one I'm going to talk more in depth about because it's something that we don't all even understand. And it's something that I have had to learn as I go in design. So if you have a goal for your website, say you want people to sign up for your email list, that's what we've been talking about. So we're going to use that as an example here. You want people to opt in, get on your email list, and go through your welcome sequence. Okay, well, how do we know that you are actually working towards that goal? What, how many people do you want on your email list? And how are we going to know when things need to change? You need to define what your success metric is and then figure out how you can measure it. So if your goal is to get people on your email list, you are going to want to look at how many people sign up per month. You are also probably going to want to look at your unsubscribe rate and how many people are unsubscribing each month. You might want to measure which of your opt-ins does better and which page design is more appealing to people. Those are all things that you can measure and you're going to want to base it off of you know, meeting those goals that you have. So your success metric is how many people are signing up for your email list. And then you can go in and test different pieces of that along the way. You can test which opt-in you're sharing, how you're sharing it, which images you're using, where the opt-in subscribe form is placed on your website. And you're going to want to connect to your analytics to actually see if you're reaching those goals. Now, if you have Google Analytics on your website, you can actually set up a goal in Google Analytics to track when people click on your button or when they land on the thank you page for that opt-in. That's a really easy way to see if people actually signed up. So one example of this is by... Um, Having tracking how many people land on a landing page for your opt-in, for example, they might come from a podcast episode you did or a guest post or from your own website, you track how many people land on that page and then you track how many people actually go through and finish signing up by tracking how many people land on that thank you page. And you want to make sure that you're not dropping off a lot of people in that process because that's going to tell you something. Maybe it says that your opt-in isn't something people actually want or that you're not communicating what it is in an effective way. Maybe it means that one of your buttons isn't working or that your forms are too complicated. When you know where the problem lies, you can go in and figure out how to fix it and you can test and change things to see what's going to work best for your business with the dream clients that you're trying to reach. So I know success metrics and analytics seem really complicated, but I am planning on doing a whole nother episode of that down the road to really walk you through what you can do with all of that information and how it's most helpful for you so that you're not overwhelmed by getting in there and trying to figure out what everything means. But in the meantime, if you have one takeaway from this episode, it is that you should set a big goal for your website. Figure out what the one thing you want people to do on your website is 
and then plan your content, your design, your layout around that. I hope that this episode was helpful for you as you think about updating your website, especially as we're getting into the end of 2017 and that you are probably taking a look at what this past year has been like and what you want to change. If your website is on your list of things to update, I would love to go through that with you and, you know, give you a couple of tips of things you can change. You can sign up for a consult call with me either by emailing me at samantha at lemonintheseed.com or by opting in and getting my Get Legit guide. And then you will actually have an option right after you subscribe to sign up for that consult call. So you can do that at lemonintheseed.com slash five updates. That's the number five and then the word updates. As always, I am so glad that you've been listening to Process to Profitability. And I hope that you take this advice and really create a website that helps you serve your dream clients better by giving them exactly what they need and making it easy for them to hire you. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 